I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so. Good, 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 good. Bravo. If you didn't get that reference, neither did I. True. I had to show my sister the video of the clown singing it. because post it on Bitches with Intellect. Sure, yeah. I think people should know what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. For the most part. Yeah, we'll post <laughs> it on Instagram. <laughs> Hi. Hello. 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 How are we doing? Good. I mean, I see you got a little heating pad on your belly. Yeah. Y- you have a little cough. <laughs> but we're alive. Yeah. We're but good. I'm. But I still chose to wake up today <laughs> and do my job. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah. It. Of course. I have been feeling a little bit like shitty Mm -hmm. the past week because i've had this cold it's kind of a lot yeah and then but did that stop us absolutely (laughs) not well actually maybe it did for like five days because when i say a week i mean like a week like well it's been a week and three days since we got this cold yeah but my point being that like last week when it was at its peak we really were like taking five days to get ready or to get well yeah, we definitely took five days to get well, but we went out for the weekend because it's it was San Diego Pride, and I took my Dayquil to the club and just, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Popped a little Dayquil in the line. Yeah, in the line. I saw that. <laughs> uh, with my margarita, you know? Yeah. And that's just life. And if Dayquil <laughs> slash Nyquil wants to sponsor us, please hit me up. <laughs> our email is on bitches with intellect. That's our Instagram. Yeah, I'll stay sick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anything for the grind. (laughs) Anything for the bag. Anything for the hustle. (laughs) Do you guys hear that? It's Heather. She's licking me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she's making out with you. She's giving me kisses. Yeah, she's making out. Cutie. Sometimes I feel like Heather's like super gay. She is. Yeah, she, she I, she's so good. I asked her the other day, do you know what a man is? And she ran away screaming. <laughs> which I was like, accurate, accurate. <laughs> I mean, I have art in my walls and it's all women. I mm-hmm. dated a woman and then I'm living with my sister who's a woman. So, I yeah. mean, can you blame her? Can you a blame woman her? alien, yep. She's, you know, sheltered, if you will. Yeah, she's protected from the world. From, from men's and mm-hmm. I'd like to keep it that way yeah ignorance is bliss baby <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so why don't we go with the intro and then come back and start talking and spilling the tea okay all right let's roll <laughs> it Hello, again. Wow. Long time no speak. <laughs> um, go off, Queen. So there's something that um, my sister didn't really want to talk about anymore because I get it. Like sometimes things happen to us out in the world, and we're very like indignant, and we're like talking about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we get over it. Um, yeah. And which we're pretty much over it at this point. But I did want to talk about it because I think it's an interesting conversation to have I agree I'll just start by saying the story and then we'll go from there so a couple weeks ago we went to this lesbian bar with some friends that I had hung out with already and then it was the first time my sister was meeting them and then they you know that group of friends invited a couple that we had never met Um, and then we were having a good time on the dance floor all dancing as a group eventually we got really hot and we wanted to go outside to the patio and just like chill for a little bit so when we got out there it was me and my sister and then um two of our friends 
and we were just shooting the shit, talking about our signs, and um, that's something that me and my sister do a lot. Like we we analyze people's signs and and do readings for them and stuff free of charge, of course. <laughs> um, and the our two friends, you know, I I think one of them is into astrology, but I don't. I think the other one is like whatever about it. Yeah, yeah. One of them knew um probably the most out of everyone in the group yeah because they were telling me um specifics and i was like oh like their birth chart and stuff like that yeah yeah and And they like i could just tell they knew what they were saying Mm -hmm. like you know and then the other our other friend um is like whatever about it but they were still like listening and like humoring us you know yeah when i i mean i talked to them a little bit about it and and then they mentioned how like um that they don't go out like they don't know much themselves but that they'll they're always like willing to listen when people tell them about their own sign you know like they (laughs) just are like oh cool yeah so during this conversation the couple that we had met for the first time that day came up to the table and uh me and valerie wanting to include them and just like connect with them um actually i think it was me who turned to the girl and said what's your sign you know and and we were like um just trying to include him in the conversation and her and her girlfriend look at each other and start laughing and um um just like their reaction was very like we don't believe in that we think that stuff is stupid type of thing but they didn't say that you know because I would completely respect someone who doesn't want to talk about astrology. Like, oh, I don't really believe in that. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, cool, whatever. Um, but it was, like, the laughing that was kind of rude. And then um, they immediately started, like, challenging us about, like, what about free will? Like, you know. And it just felt very, first of all, cynical. Second of all, it felt a little rude. Because we had, like, the purest of intentions. Like, just wanting to connect with them and, like talk shoot the shit literally like we're not even like it's not even serious you yeah know? it's not that serious bro it's not that serious it's not that serious and so um i think my sister and i were very graceful about even though they reacted in such a weird like standoffish way mm-hmm. we were both like no we totally get it like yeah like you know that is something that's hard for people to like believe in when they think because a lot of people think astrology is is thinking everything's predestined mm-hmm. or like everybody is this uh, personality and everybody and it's set and it's fixed and it's very fixed but it's not you know no um, it's something obviously like that if the roles were reversed like I would just want to understand more rather than just like cutting that opportunity to have a conversation with somebody and connect with somebody you know yeah like, exactly it was just like really like um a what's the good word for it like very blunt you know yeah um and the reason that i'm talking about it is not because of them specifically like uh we saw them again this weekend and they're they're cool people yeah um but i just i just want to discuss that a little bit because i do think it's something that's really interesting and important um to discuss especially in these times that we're living in where everybody is really either one way or another like everything's black or white liberal or conservative Mm -hmm. republican or democratic um racist or not racist yes uh and it's just like not really a good place to be in i think when it comes to developing your consciousness you know like you don't have to agree with everybody in fact you probably shouldn't like you should question everything and you should um take time to process things and come up with your own opinion about everything however that doesn't mean closing down communication with people who think or believe differently than you or have different beliefs than you do um and it was very um interesting because they were like so sweet you know when we first met them really open Mm -hmm. their energy was very open but then that completely um contradicted that yeah because it was mainly the way they did it yeah it was the smirking and like huffing and puffing and be like huh huh like kind of like being condescending Mm -hmm. and yeah in uh i don't know it just made me I project a lot 
my openness onto other people so when that shit happens it like literally just blows my mind that so many or that there are people who exist who are so close-minded to the point where they're rude Mm -hmm. like it bothers you that much the fact that i'm into astrology yeah that you have to huff and puff about it and be rude about it it's just like Mm -hmm. it's not that serious bro yeah and i think it was funny because the that like huge air of like cynicism and like only believing in the physical realm type thought process made me think like are you an earth sign like i immediately was like thinking like trying to analyze them you know anyway (laughs) and i was like are you an earth sign and then they were like no like um almost offended you know and that's when we like switch gears and like okay we're not going to talk about this that's fine but i do want to just talk a little bit about that because it's it's just like for me it's a huge red flag when someone doesn't want to talk about something that they don't necessarily agree with like that just makes me feel like oh so you just like to circle jerk and be in an echo chamber about things you already agree with and there's like no room for growth there's no room for like like trying to understand someone else's point of view that's Mm -hmm. you can completely disagree with me that's not the point you know yeah like um i there's so many times where people are talking and i disagree with them Mm -hmm. and i kind of just listen Mm mm-hmm ask questions like, ask questions yeah mm-hmm. um i just don't get the point in like shutting someone down yeah what is this nazi germany i'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> we can't talk about astrology anymore to your face like okay <laughs> and yeah that was pretty much it it's uh, it felt like such a long story but it really wasn't and well yeah i mean the point is like i really feel like we all need to just like relax yeah relax (laughs) relax uh, and allow people to like have dialogues and be curious be curious ask questions and assume Mm -hmm. that you don't know everything yep and question your beliefs question your beliefs not because i want you to believe what i believe but i because i want you to evolve Mm -hmm. And I want you to make sure that your values are your values and you believe in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Because if, if what else are we putting our energy in than, than our beliefs every day? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that shit's good. That, like, you know, you've seen every angle. Mm-hmm. You know? And it doesn't even have to be about this specific thing. But I think just the specific, like, you know, astrology. But th- just this story is, like, don't be fucking rude yeah to people who have different beliefs than you that's a small microcosm or a small example of like a bigger issue which is like no one wants to sound stupid or they don't want to change their mind about what they believe in which is not cool you know like that's how you get into all these toxic like homophobic thoughts you know generational belief systems where you, you like you grow up homophobic and you raise your kids homophobic and then they raise their kids homophobic, you know? Because you're not willing to let go of those old ideologies and listen to other people's point of view. So, and that reminds me of recently, I was listening to Glennon Doyle, she's like this author, and it just reminded me how important it is to like keep your beliefs in check because your beliefs are the foundation of your behavior. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the question that she was discussing in her podcast was that someone called in and asked a question saying, how do you feel about people who say, I don't really agree with your lifestyle? She's a um, she's married to a, a, a woman, so it's, it's a same-sex marriage. And the question was, how do you feel about people who don't accept that lifestyle but that... Um, but they they still love you as a person and their response glennon's response was you can't you can't do both you can't disagree with my life and love me at the same time why because that that belief that my life is wrong is what fuels homophobia in many different ways in voting against equal rights you know in funding 
corporations who fund conversion conversion therapy. yeah conversion therapy and those things you know not having equal rights um being forced to go to conversion therapy feeling like you're wrong for being who you are is what leads people to ending their lives because they literally feel like they don't belong here and so that's what glennon's point was that you might think that your beliefs are unrelated to like your behavior and stuff like that but it's not and just to bring it all around you know we're only gonna make this world safer if we cultivate an open heart when you're interacting with people one-on-one you know be aware of like people's intentions like if their intention is to manipulate you or or sell you on some sort of idea i agree shut it down yeah but if their intention is to connect with you i think you should take it as an opportunity to like understand yet another perspective Mm -hmm. and like that is the only way that we can actually progress because you know things like legislature that shit takes years you know but what we can do is change our everyday interactions with the people that we talk to face to face it's a ripple effect you know yeah and that's the only point that i wanted to make what did you mean about like having homophobic views like the first time you said it that like the same the same mentality that keeps people from talking about things they don't agree with or don't understand is the same mentality that fuels homophobia you know Mm. transphobia it's just so beliefs in general yeah yeah okay okay just having a stance of like oh i already know what i believe in Mm -hmm. like i don't need you to tell me what you believe in i'm not interested yeah like okay that's not really a really good place to be in if you want actual growth and progress Mm -hmm. like socially and systemically because it all starts with the individual you know and that's the only point that i wanted to bring home it's like we all have the opportunity to grow and if you really want to change the world that's how you start doing it by practicing a posture of openness and that's it and there was a point in my life where i feel like i was more close-minded and that was just like because when you're going through a depression very hard to be optimistic and not be cynical and not be ignorant honestly so mm-hmm. um so i know what that will feels like too right right um <clears throat> my voice sounds like i sound who do i sound like dude i sound like um spinelli or some shit who has a deep <laughs> voice spinelli's a good one yeah yeah they do have a deep voice right yeah okay cool raspy raspy yeah <laughs> it's like it's like not cute though i feel like it was really cute last time i got sick this is the second time i've been sick in like a month um yeah where, where's the cuteness <laughs> i know this cough i sound is like candy muse cute. i'm just kidding huh this cough is not cute <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. really what i sound like and we're like we're when we're sleeping first of all we have to sleep like tilted up like mm-hmm. almost sitting up you guys yeah. <laughs> and then i'll just hear my sister like dying in the room <laughs> coughing and then she'll hear me dying over here <laughs> it's just back and forth like it's, coughing it's hot girl summer baby <laughs> <laughs> so sexy hot girl summer what else has been on your mind lately sister hmm not much goes on in the spring i'm just mm. kidding mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah What's been on my mind is this broken tooth right here. <laughs> and I, I wasn't even smiling when we went out. Like, I was. Um, but for a while, I don't know why I, I think that everyone can notice it. Oh. So I'll be like. <laughs> instead of like. You didn't want to smile with your teeth. Which is not good. Yeah. Because, like, then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was smiled and I was like. I can't even tell. I told you you can't. Yeah, and I believe... I'm starting to believe you now. <laughs> <laughs> but is this something you need to get fixed? Like They said it's like a um, twisted ankle almost. Like, it's not per- It's not perfect. Like, it's like walking on a, on a twisted ankle. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be careful with it. Okay. I need, do need a new one, I guess. Okay. They put it temporarily on. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. Either. Watch out. Leaner, but, but I gotta, I gotta keep it out for Selena. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what should we call this segment? 
why Justin is toxic. <laughs> why Haley Bieber is going to divorce Justin Bieber in the next couple years. <laughs> That's the name. Uh, God willing. I feel God willing. For her. I hope for her. Yes. For her. Um, and oh, I, good. listen, I love Justin Bieber. We I love, love Justin like, Bieber. Every album, I'm there. There's always a banger. Yes. Yeah. Very talented, all that stuff. Yes. Um, however, there's been a lot of things coming out about him and his wife and how he interacts with her. And yeah, I just think it's pretty interesting. Girl, that shit is... I mean, we've all seen the clips by now, probably. Hopefully. If not, you should look into it. Yeah. There's, there's easy videos you can watch where people just put it together. And... I mean, I'm sh- I mean, I'm assuming everyone's thinking the same thing, which is if he's treating her like this in front of cameras, how is he treating her behind closed doors, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a very, very solid question that I have because, uh, by the way, just, just go on YouTube and put Justin Bieber being toxic for 10 minutes straight. Something like that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, First of all, Justin Bieber is a Pisces male. Period. I just want to say that... People looked into it, and out of all the murderers in the U.S., most of them were male, and most of them were Pisces. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. So do with that information what you will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> you see why we have to go to the club and ask people their signs? If you exactly. think this is a joke? This is survival, bitch. This is nar joke. Also, <laughs> I forgot to mention this a little bit earlier, but the girl who said free will, mm-hmm. she was an Aries. An Aries telling me about free will? Okay. That's the most Aries shit ever. Yeah. Tell me astrology isn't real. <laughs> All my astrology bitches. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, Justin is a PCs and he's also a PCs of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to them why you say PCs. Um, oh, yes. I know that it's Pisces, but in Spanish it's PCs. And so I just always say it like that. Mm-hmm. So... It's your thing. It makes me quirky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so so what do you want to say about that? Like, what are your thoughts about Justin? And do you want to, I mean, do you want to say like an example of what, he, of things that he's done? Um, let's, okay, let's say an example. One of the most famous clips is the one where he is getting out of a car and he closes the door when she's right behind him. Yeah. And I just, I just doubt that people or someone like him who's always getting out of black cars like that. Um, and you always, he, they probably always get out from the side of the, the sidewalk. You don't get out from the street usually. Yeah. And they were, it looked like New York to me. Mm-hmm. Usually don't do that. Right. So it, I just highly doubt that they, he didn't know that she was right behind him. It was very purposeful. Yeah. Like. It just looked like there's... How do you make that... How do you do that by mistake? It just looked like that. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. And, and you know, also, I think maybe the first time I watched that, I did give them the benefit of the doubt. But then when you watch every other video, mm-hmm. no, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. Because with that specific clip of him closing the door on her, uh, it's like tiptoeing the line for me. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, um, there. I know Justin ha- deals with a lot of anxiety. And when you're, you're not present... You forget the dumbest things, you know, so that's why I gave him benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. But then other videos were like the one where he is being chased by paparazzi. They both are. They're both. They're together. Mm -hmm. And he just starts riding his skateboard and leaves her behind, leaves her behind. And she has to like he leaves her behind and she has to jump over a fucking gate or fence or something. She ends up tripping on the fence and then she has to like run because he's on a skateboard. Catch up to to the car that's picking them up and basically rescuing them from this mob yeah so you like abandoned her and for what because when you get to the car you're not going to drive away without her yeah you're going to have to sit there and wait for her to run to the car so i just don't understand like in your little pea brain how that even makes sense to leave her behind you know yeah like it's an asshole move all around because it's not even helping you in any way you're still waiting for her to get to the car yeah and like it doesn't make sense and it's just like why would you not wait for her like i would wait for my friend 
Yeah. And let alone my wife. Like, obviously, my wife. Mm-hmm. So. And I think it's those type of, like, behaviors that people can easily gaslight you because they can be like, oh, you're crazy. Like, I didn't do that on purpose. I was just trying to get away from the paparazzi, you know? But it's like, even then, you're only thinking about yourself. And do you really want a partner who's only thinking about themselves? I was thinking that too. Like, of course, in my opinion, I think Haley thinks, oh, well, I'm okay by myself though. Like, he doesn't have to project me. He doesn't have to da da da. Like, I'm okay doing it by myself, which is true. But like, I highly doubt that anyone would would want that. It's just very, and because you're right, it's like, you're not the only, Justin, you're not the only one who can get anxiety from the paparazzi or get stressed out or be afraid to the point where they start running. You're you're not the only one, fucking mm-hmm. obviously. Like, she's with you. She's dealing with the same exact thing. So you're right. It's just, like, selfish. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think those are, like, little ways that, like, if you're starting to date somebody, no matter how subtle, I think it's important to, like, keep track of those types of things. Um, because look, like as someone who like needs external validation and it's something that I struggle with, you, it's really easy to like make excuses for people when you like the idea of them, you know? So like you like that they're in a really good place in their life. They have a stable job or, you know, they play sports and you like that, whatever. But those are all superficial things for you, right? Compared to like in a moment where you're both scared are they gonna leave you behind are they gonna run and leave you behind yeah um or like when they're upset are they gonna close the door in your face in front of the paparazzi and humiliate you because Mm -hmm. that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. right it's not really about (sighs) it's not really because people are like oh well he just like he didn't even hit her that hard like well it's not about that it's about mm-hmm. that he did something to humiliate her and it was caught on camera and mm-hmm. he knew that it was going to be caught on camera, you know? Yeah. And so like, what, like what is going on in your head where you feel the need to be so abusive to somebody? Because when you're, when you do something to intentionally hurt somebody, you're being abusive. Yep. And so if he's trying to like embarrass her yeah, because they're having a fight, like that's not only immature, but like abusive and disgusting and... Yeah, I yeah, worry yeah. about them behind closed doors because, like you said, he's so willing to treat her like that in mm-hmm. public. Yeah, like, anyone who sees that video, like, um, or that one couple that said, like, I feel like they just had a fight or something. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it makes, it's just so bad. Like, it makes things worse. Like, it doesn't excuse it. Like, you're, like, if you're having a fight, like, it's just so bad. It's so childish. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah it's scary because of that other video where he literally hits her remember so he like whips his arm right in front of her face and she like kneels down right she dodges it she dodges it somehow (coughs) they're both walking next to each other and then justin like swings his left arm and she she like ducks and his arm, like, doesn't hit her head because she ends up ducking it. But his intention was to hit her. <laughs> yeah, because literally, like, how you said, if she hadn't moved, he, he would have hit, hit her. Because he did hit her. He did hit her. It just was light. Mm-hmm. It was light because she moved out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still got her. But if he hadn't, it would have been even a worse hit. Mm-hmm. And even, oh, it was just so bad. Like... Because he did hit her, and that was bad. That looked bad. He intended to hit her. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, what I want to drive home to. It's, like, when we think about domestic violence, we think about, like, someone coming home drunk and punching their wife. or, or And women do it, too, right? Like, hitting their husband and, like, drawing blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that violent for it to be violent. <laughs> like, there doesn't have to be blood for you to realize this person is violent, why would he swing his arm at her like that? Like, for any... Like, not even joking. Like, you should never do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. If I had to, like, make this into a larger point, I would say... 
keep an eye out for those ty- so those little things that are so easily excused, you know, because it's n- like your your soul, like your your heart can't tell between getting punched in the face and you know bleeding and like your boyfriend closing the door on you when you're having a fight it hurts the same and it, it the message is still the same that you're not worthy of being respected mm-hmm. and that if you're in if you're angry and if you guys are having a disagreement you're not worthy of someone who's patient who's willing to listen to you and like talk it out like an adult yeah what they're telling you is like what you're worth is to be pushed aside like you don't matter you know? yeah oh my gosh and, and just abuse in general i feel like abuse is such a strong heavy word and people don't want to use it for like small things quote unquote you know like us growing up like the amount of therapists that don't think i was abused growing up because i got everything like shelter wise um there was never food missing you know i went to school i had shoes and clothes and all that stuff maybe i was never verbally uh abused but emotionally I def- it was definitely emotional abuse, you know. I would disagree. I think we were verbally abused. Yeah. When we would have fights, mm-hmm. I feel like I was verbally abused. Um, a lot of, like, bringing up random things mm-hmm. to make you feel shameful. Yeah. Um, you just using things against you. Yeah. And being very cold about it. Yeah. Is verbally abusive, you know? Yeah. We wouldn't be name-called, necessarily. Yeah, I guess that's what I was, like, yeah. thinking of. Right. But that's a great point. Like, name-calling mm-hmm. is not the only way of verbally abusing somebody. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's why it's, like, that's our point is, like, it tiptoes the line, but it still is a completely hurts the same. Like, it's... Right. Yeah, it, it has really... Um, if anything, because it doesn't seem from the outside like it's necessarily abuse, you kind of deny it and you internalize, try to, it. You internalize it and then it comes out in all these other ways mm-hmm. instead of like realizing you're someone who is being put through pain on purpose and on being purpose. hurt on purpose. Right. And that you didn't deserve it. Like mm-hmm. it's you just it just comes out in such bad ways mm-hmm. um, because you excuse it. Right. You excuse that someone thinks you're not worthy of being respected. And so then you walk around the world not expecting others to respect you because you don't think you're worthy of it. Yeah. And so then that affects literally every aspect of your life, whether it's relationships, friendships or like work. And I think it does in the way that you don't respect others then. Right. Yeah. Can you say more about that? Yeah, I think people who think... People only can give what they give themselves. And if you don't think you deserve respect, you're not going to give it because you don't think others deserve respect. We all project. That's Mm -hmm. um, projection is such a key. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you were taught from a young age that you didn't deserve patience, kindness, Mm -hmm. compassion when you make a mistake and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, you're not you're going to expect the same exact thing from others. You can't make a mistake. Um i'm allowed to be rude to you because of what i'm going through mm-hmm. i'm allowed to um make you feel dumb for making a mistake like mm-hmm. just little ways to be disrespectful that i feel like a lot of people can relate to like we all know those types of people that you mm-hmm. can tell mm-hmm. it's because they're going through their own shit and because yeah. they don't think they deserve it themselves mm-hmm. yeah and and the real sad and tragic situations are where two people who are so in their head and internalize everything hurt each other because Mm -hmm. there's really no solution or way out of that because each person is internalizing everything and thinking it's their fault instead of like realizing that each you're both going through something (laughs) and it has nothing to do with each other and that you're both worthy of like having a bad day and that it doesn't make you a bad person yeah i say that from experience like i used to work with someone who had a lot of issues, has a lot of issues. I don't know what's going on with them now, but when we worked together, they were very condescending towards me. Um, I couldn't talk about anything that made me feel good about myself without them putting me down. And at that time, I was very, very, I mean, I still have issues, but at the time, it was very hard for me to see beyond my own feelings. So, like, the feeling that I was getting from them making me feel like I shouldn't be proud of my accomplishments... I believed it, you know, 
I believed, yeah, I shouldn't be proud of that. Mm -hmm. I should um, basically dim my light, you know? Yeah. You're right. I'm not that special. Exactly. Because we were never made to feel special when we were younger. And we thought, well, then I must not be special. Yeah. Since we were like five or whatever, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I so openly accepted that. And then that caused so much resentment towards that person for pointing out an insecurity that I already had. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, it was really important for me to like stop and just like realize that everything that was making me upset was my own thoughts about the situation and not the situation itself. Oh, the, the thoughts that was providing you when you felt attacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which reminds like me of Eckhart Tolle, who's this like, really cute old man. Um, You can look him up on YouTube. He talks about the ego a lot. And that's, like, how you get out of being in an egotistical state of mind is, like, realizing that your thoughts are not attached to the situation, you know? And it's, like, a really abstract concept. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not attached to the situation. It's attached to the experiences you had before that situation. Exactly. Like... If you already have a soft spot for something really specific and niche and then someone brings it up later on, the problem isn't the, that the person brought it up. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is all the fucking shit it caused for you internally when they did it. Mm-hmm. The thoughts that it's bringing out in you. Yeah. Right. So like it's not that she like would imply that the college I went to was a shitty college. It's not that. It's the fact that I felt like what I did in college wasn't enough and not something to be proud of. Hmm. And so when you start to see life in that way, it's it's a lot easier to like, first of all, not take things personally, right? Because once you realize like, this is just in my head, then you understand how other people are just in their head as well, right? But also you start to see that when you feel triggered, it's not something happening to you it's something happening for you which is an opportunity for you to contemplate an insecurity or a false belief that you have about yourself yeah yeah so it's like shifting from seeing yourself as a victim to like seeing yourself as what would you say just an imperfect person who seeing yourself as someone who went through a lot of experiences at a young age that they didn't deserve and they're having to unlearn all of that Mm-hmm. I think growing into yourself and having that glow up, that internal glow up, isn't learning new things. It's unlearning everything you were taught when you were younger. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because that I do that a lot. Like, nowadays, if I feel really upset by something, I'm like, oh, this is causing a huge negative emotion towards or for me. I realize, what is this connected to? You know, I, I, the first, my first instinct now that I'm healed and better is remember that you had such a bad childhood and that you didn't deserve it. So now's your chance to like remind yourself what you do deserve, replace that thought because you deserve better than what you were taught as a kid, like reparenting yourself Mm -hmm. and being okay with it and respecting that process that like, I have to reparent myself and I never have done anything wrong, you know? There's nothing wrong with me. This is just a product of the environment I was put in that I had no choice over Mm -hmm. as a child. But now I have a choice to, like, work on it Mm -hmm. and respect myself for being that parent to myself now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, being like, I can do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I also, in, in order for people to, like, heal a little bit more, I feel like they do have to fight their ego. For me, that that's the biggest thing. Me too. That... You know, if you want to, if those of you who might be like, where do I even start though? Like, I feel like my whole life has been shit and I don't know where to start. Learn about the ego. Our ego tries to make us feel like we're perfect and that we should be perfect. And that goes along with, I'm too perfect to be vulnerable, you know? And vulnerability is the only way out, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I find it hard to be vulnerable too at times and I get it. It's hard. It's fucking hard. My sister the other day, like saw it in me that like I have a hard time being honest to myself sometimes in the sense of like I have a hard time 
being vulnerable and accepting that I'm hurt, accepting that I'm sad, you know? Mm-hmm. I, like, try to, like, blindly be an optimist. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm strong. But the harder thing to do is to be vulnerable. So then that's actually what being strong is, mm-hmm. is doing the harder thing. So it's, like, letting go of my ego that's telling me that that isn't, that, like, letting letting myself feel hurt and mm. sad is... Yeah. Weak. I hadn't seen the connection between the ego and toxic positivity, and and I feel mm-hmm. like you just described it. You know, um, for sure. I mean, good vibes only, and it's like, okay, yeah. But what about when you feel like shit? <laughs> for sure, good vibes only is a setting an expectation that is perfect, mm-hmm. and that goes along with your ego because your ego expects perfection. Exactly. It tries to make you think that you can be perfect, that your life will always be blissful and easy, and you won't make mistakes, and you won't. Um, act up and make wrong decisions you know and like when you make wrong decisions yeah the outcome isn't going to be necessarily perfect and blissful and positive it's not going to be a positive experience life isn't going always going to be a positive experience and that's only solely so that our souls can evolve Mm -hmm. and so that's the only reason we're on earth so like be a little bit more gentle about those times when you do feel sad or whatever because at the end of the day unfortunately that's what we're here for mm-hmm. is to grow how to yeah. learn how to get ourselves out of those um really really hard moments mm-hmm. i i'm kind of at the beginning of my journey in terms of the ego because it's like a huge feat you know to overcome mm-hmm. um so i just wanted to share these like little bullet points that i have next to my bed that i like to look at every day because for me, I don't know if this is universal, but I can tell you that the moment I realized that the problem was my ego, it was just so much easier to be compassionate towards myself in those moments where I was getting a lot of anxiety, specifically social anxiety. So like if I'm going to meet a new group of people, it's like really, really hard for me to like open up and be myself because I'm so preoccupied with people seeing me as perfect and not seeing me as like I get like for me it would be like dumb like Mm -hmm. I don't like to be seen as dumb or Mm -hmm. um so you try to calculate the perception you try to control the perception yes Mm -hmm. um and so the point where you end up not being yourself right yeah which is like a self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy right like if I'm like heading out the door to go to a new experience with new people I've never met my fear is that I'm not gonna be myself and that fear can either help you or hinder you, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, it, it's hindered me a lot because instead of using it as a reminder to be more present, I start to obsess over all the things that I want to be perceived as, all the things I need to like prove to other people. And then I am not present. I'm in my head. And then what ends up happening is I'm not myself. And then exactly what I thought was going to happen is what happened. And then I end up coming home feeling like I wasn't myself and like I disappointed myself. Yeah. So like you fear not being yourself. So you end up not being yourself, basically. Exactly. Like that's the outcome that ends up happening. Like what you yeah. predicted almost. Yeah. And like all these ideas are very, like I said, abstract. So I really like when I find content that makes things really practical for me. Um, I love this YouTuber. Her name is Christina Lopes. She is amazing. And she gave... She broke it down into four different reminders. So if you are barely starting your ego and you don't know if you're acting from your ego or not, you can ask yourself the four P's, which is number one, are you trying to prove something? Number two, are you trying to protect something? Number three, are you trying to perfect something? And number four, are you trying to please someone? And that's just, like, some practical little, like, pointers in your head. Like, if, if you feel yourself being really in your head and you're trying to be present, just remind yourself that, like, you don't have to prove anything. You don't have to protect anything. You don't have to be perfect. And you don't need to please anybody. And Christina Lopes actually gave four C's, which is, like, the opposite, which is four positive things that you can do to bring yourself back to the present. And it's to create contribute connect and cultivate and so if you want to stay present just think of ways that you can create or connect with the people that are sitting right in front of you period like you don't have to think beyond that 
and just cultivating like what do you want to cultivate do you want to cultivate joy do you want to cultivate understanding um and and that's actually helped me a lot to just remember like if if someone's talking over me in a conversation in a group setting and i feel like oh my god like no one cares what i have to say that is coming from the ego because i need to prove to them that i matter you know so then i find myself trying to talk louder and it's taking me out of the present moment where maybe it's not my turn to talk maybe it's my turn to listen and we're Mm. trying and that's cultivating and creating connection you know Mm -hmm. so that's just my two cents you guys no Uh, that's really good advice i'll have to report back on how it goes because it is a work in progress but I really, I really did want to share that with, with everybody. You might have to listen to it over again, you know, because it took me a long time to even grasp the concept. Um, but I do encourage everybody to look into it, to look up Eckhart Tolle, you know, and, and listen to his sermons. Well, they're not sermons. They're like seminars. What, um, how do you spell their name? His name is spelled E-C-K-H-A-R-T, Eckhart. And their last name is Tolle. T-O-L-L-E. And they have a lot of things um, on YouTube. Cool. And that are free. And you guys should look into their ego videos because, mm-hmm. like I said, that's where you should start. Oh, my gosh. Are most of our problems drawn from wanting to be perfect and having an ego and being like, I can never be hurt or I don't, I'm not willing to accept that I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Like, yeah. Because it is really hard to know where to start. And I feel like I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. That is probably the biggest component. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how we started. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about him, I guess, because I feel like he's one of those people that has been really, really hurt and isn't willing to accept it and go through that pain and has kind of had to just keep going on with their career and stuff. And I just feel like they're a very hurt person with a very big ego mm-hmm. and they also expect a lot from Haley, mm-hmm. which is also very ego-driven, thinking mm-hmm. that you can expect perfection or a certain version of someone. You're entitled to their perfect selves. Like yeah, or to a version of themselves that you think is right. That's so ego-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think he expects a lot from her, and I think she has like this obsession with him or like addiction to him. I think that's why they're, they can't let each other go. And I really think that she's going to divorce him. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's obvious because obviously he's the only one benefiting from this relationship. He right. treats her like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's his emotional punching bag. Exactly. So wa- mark my words. She is going when they get divorced, she will divorce him. We're going to play this clip when <laughs> this happens. <laughs> yeah. Because Valerie is psychic. I really am. But I wish Haley well. I wish Justin well too. I, I wish mean, Justin he, well too. If he were to heal, he would be a better husband, a better man for his wife. He is so powerful already, and he already is to others very kind and polite and friendly. Like we've seen clips of him being very nice. So I can only imagine like how much better of a person he could be if he could let that go, let mm-hmm. let that ego shit go. Yeah. So I agree. I wish them both well because it's inexcusable what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I, we all know Justin Bieber had a hard childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was smoking pot by the time he was 12. Yeah. Kids don't just do that. Yeah. Your parent has to not be watching you mm-hmm. for you to like get to that point. And he has always um, been like, men are driven by their ego. And he's been a special kid since he was born. And I think he's been uh, made to feel like he only matters for what he does and not for who he is Mm. and so like it doesn't i always think about how hard that must be Mm -hmm. and just where he came from how how his life started and the fact that he's such a special kid and that that must be hard for so many adults to be looking at you since you were little and expect perfection from you expect you to be driven Mm -hmm. because of your talent yeah like that you should do this or da 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 Mm -hmm. and just being told what to do all the time and like just like this expectation being set of you so then he sets this expectation for the people closest to him Mm -hmm. so yeah of course i wish him well Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i i love that we brought this up because i do think about this a lot like about their relationship because it just teaches a lot Mm -hmm. it just says a lot um and it's a lesson for all of us about like how blind you can be to what you're willing to accept from someone just because you're so in love with them yeah and we all deserve better Mm -hmm. 
we deserve the best mm-hmm. yeah you shouldn't we deserve settle. to love to learn to love ourselves to our greatest potential so that we can love others as well and and love ourselves and others enough to let them go like i want her to love herself to leave him and know that she can still love him but not be with him mm-hmm. because it's just you can't tolerate what he's doing right yes that's a huge one love each other to let each other go mm-hmm. because he will also never grow unless he stops getting what he wants exactly yeah which that interaction is way too convenient for him exactly mm-hmm. or dynamic i should say yeah so challenge your beliefs challenge yourself challenge your ego challenge your ego bitch um i'm sick as fuck so i gotta <laughs> go <laughs> yep i think we touched on a few things that are important and i hope that y'all were interested and felt like we connected with you i love you even though i don't know you i love you some of you i know thank you for listening oh yeah some of you are our friends and we kiki and i love you and i love everyone else equally too Um, hi besties to the ones besties (laughs) i'll see you at gossip yeah text me annabelle text me (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i think that's it for this week yeah thank you guys for listening again um i'm so glad we're back to our on our roll you know i just want to keep going and going so yeah thank you so much for being back bye have a great week love you (laughs) follow us on instagram bad bitches with intellect you said bad bitches with intellect (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who that who that (laughs) podcast is what that podcast is (laughs) i'm advertising other people's show (laughs) bitches with intellect at instagram follow (laughs) us and share thank you Bye. bye